This the remix. You know you're fast on the field. You're gonna drive a pace car coming up in a couple weeks. Would you ever drive like a race car for real? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would, but. I'm going to keep this today a little bit more. We got we got more important things we got to focus on than that. And we don't we don't need people worrying about that type of stuff because then you know how it goes. And I think you know what you're doing too, but uh, we're not going to do that. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. So that exchange you just heard was Adam Hill. You can hear on Cofield and Company sometimes um, asking Devontae Adams about driving a pace car and if he would drive an actual race car. Um, The reason Adam Hill asked that question is because yesterday it was announced by NASCAR that Devontae Adams would be the honorary pace car driver at the South Point 400. It was announced with a fun little video of Devontae Adams getting out of a car and talking to the camera. So... Adam Hill asked a question about, you know, would you ever drive a real race car? Because he's doing something with NASCAR. Um, Let's start with the Devontae Adams side of this. Do we have a good guess as to why he responded the way that he did to that question? Okay, so I was standing across from Adam when he asked, asked the question. And I thought for sure all he meant was, let's focus on the Broncos. Like, that's all I thought it was. I th- he's like, hey, we're not going to do this this week, which I thought, I'm sorry, you were asked the question because that day the Speedway actually put out a <laughs> commercial yeah. on you. This is part of the bit. Yeah, exactly, that you are doing this. So I don't think it was crazy question to ask. And Adam's trying to get it, you know, for a notebook in the RJ. And I thought it was a legitimate question. Hey, this video came out of you. You know, would mm-hmm. you drive a race car? Um, and that's all I thought it meant. As we're going back to the facility, we're talking about this, like, what what was his deal? What was he meant? Now, a couple people, and I, I can't believe this is true, surmised that maybe he was making a reference, and I, I just I think this is way too big a leap for some people to suggest, that maybe he was making a reference to rugs. Um, I, I think that's too big of a Whoa. leap. I think that's just too big of a leap. So, well, oh. yesterday on Twitter, that is what a good portion of Raider fans assumed. That, that that's what he was talking the about. The reason I, so I wasn't at the press conference. The reason I saw this yesterday was Raider fans being mad that somebody asked Devontae Adams about driving a fast car. And they thought that Adam was asking the question to try to make a joke about Henry Ruggs. Okay, I can tell you unequivocally, <laughs> Adam was not asking a question no. about that. He was simply asking a question. About it, or after. joking about it. He was simply asking a question about a video that came out with Devontae Adams in a somewhat, you know, of a commercial. Right. That and he's driving the pace car. I was, maybe I shouldn't be stunned at uh, fans being dumb or having a lack of knowledge, but I was still stunned yesterday that there was a good chunk of Raider fans that A, did not know Devontae Adams was announced earlier that day to be driving the pace car right. and that that might be why somebody would ask about driving a race car. And B, even when they were then told on Twitter hey, Devontae Adams is driving the pace car at a NASCAR race, they doubled down with, well, you can't ask the Raiders wide receiver about driving fast because of Henry Ruggs. Right. Blew me away that that was the takeaway from people. Right. Well, it's clearly still raw for people. I think that's really the takeaway that you automatically make that jump because it's not even a year ago, just coming up in the next couple weeks, right? Uh, November, I believe. I believe it was November. It was after the Jets game, wasn't it? I Yeah. 
couldn't believe that that was the the takeaway yeah. from fans about that. That somebody would ask, "Hey, Devontae Adams, you ever drive a fast car? Remember Henry Ruggs?" Yeah. Like nobody would ever do that. One, because uh, I was actually I commented on somebody who reposted it saying, uh, "Like, wow, I can't believe he asked a question like that." And somebody else, who I don't think is media, I think is just a fan, said, "Whoever the." the person asking the question was, was unprofessional. And how did he get a credential? Which is ridiculous. But um, somebody actually called Adam a troll and saying, why would you ask him okay. questions about that and allude to rugs? It's a totally professional question. It Absolutely. Was, it, had no, it had nothing to do with that. It was, he was literally just asking uh, about it because the video yeah. that was released that, a hundred percent. If you want to say, "Hey, I just want to focus on the Broncos. I don't want to talk about that right now." That's fine. That's what I. I we yeah. all assumed that's what he meant. Yeah. I. You know. Hey, he we're has not reason do to that. be crabby. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're you're zero and three, and you don't want to talk about anything except the game at hand. That's fine. Again, when we're walking back to the facility, a couple of people made the jump to that, and I'm like, no, that there's just no way he was meaning that. I can't. I can't imagine Adams had that thought. Devontae Adams had that thought. That no, I, that's I, what I don't think. I think he was just didn't want to talk about it because he wasn't here, right? Like, he wasn't right. on the team. Correct. Right. His mind wouldn't automatically go there right. because he wasn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, but can I also say, if you're Devontae Adams, um, are you hypocritical for having to for agreeing to drive the pace car? During the season, and then being like, "Oh, can't answer questions about that. I got to focus on football." Um, I just think when it's announced on that day, you can give you can give a quote about it. You can give a quote every yeah. day. You can yeah, give I mean, a quote give any a, day. You can give a quote about but it. Like, you can say, "Hey, his, Danny, play play I'm looking it. for it. Play it again. Play the whole thing again." We know you're fast on the field. You're going to drive a pace car coming up in a couple weeks. Mm. Would you ever drive like a race car for real? Uh, yeah, I I I, I would, but. I'm going to keep this today a little bit more. We got we got more important things we got to focus on than that. And we don't we don't need people worrying about that type of stuff because then you know how that goes. And I think you know what you're doing too, but we're not going to do that. See, that's where I you absolutely you know believe doing? he said, uh, or he was talking about. I'm going to keep it at the, we're going to keep it at other things. There's more important things that you know he was talking about the Broncos. Mm -hmm. I didn't get. I think you know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't. Like I you're didn't insinuating get that part. something. Yes. Does yeah. he think Adam Hill's going to go write a story saying at 0 and 3 Devontae Adams is more focused on driving a pace car than well, playing football? He might have been insinuating that <laughs> far more than he was insinuating rugs. Correct. Right. But I just like the distraction if you believe this is a I don't believe it's a distraction, right? No. You just released a, it's, a video no, of yourself. And Athletes, that the event is, what, an hour maybe out of your day, and then you you do the start, and then you leave. Right. They're it's not allowed a to have lives. Right. Athletes yeah. don't have to be in yeah, their it's sports. A they are human beings. But Devontae Adams was mad at the question because he viewed it as a distraction to the football team. The question isn't a distraction. If you believe it's a distraction, it's you agreeing to be in the pace car. Right. That's If you think any of this is a distraction, it's the athlete agreeing to do something outside of football and then coming in and being mad at somebody for asking you about a press release that went out. That went out that day. Is, yeah. I don't know. To me, it, it's kind of dumb from Devontae Adams to be mad at Adam Hill for asking that yeah. question. And then the other part that I think is funny, uh, has Devontae Adams already turned into Max Pacioretty? 
Oh, boy. Oh. Max Pacioretty was oh. mad because people are playing golf after they got That's eliminated right. from the playoffs. That's right. Devontae I'd like to Adams. know who was playing golf on Monday when they got back. Uh-oh. Devontae Adams is out here being like, I can't even answer questions about non-football yeah. stuff. How dare you ask me yeah. about NASCAR race? <laughs> when's that? When's the South Point 400? Because that's bye the week. race he's doing. It's the it bye is, week. Oh, it's the bye week? Yeah. What if they're 0-5? <laughs> yeah. He's got to cancel, doesn't he? Might want to He's going to drive really fast and get out of exactly. that car as fast as he can. Yeah, it's Sunday, October 16th oh. at 11.30 in the morning. If they're 0-5... And Mr. I can't answer questions unless it's about football. Whew. You can't be the one driving the pace car at 0 and 5. Uh, it's hard to come back now after that video when he drove up in the race car and he got out of it with smiling, saying, Hey, I'm Devontae Adams. I'm going to drive the pace car. They're not going to be 0 and 5 because I have Raiders minus 2.5 today oh, this no. week. Oh, gosh. You got the, you got the early number. <sighs> I have You're gambling with a lot of I things have, this week. Danny. I have faith in them. They will get the win this weekend. How many times have you bet on them? Uh, none. Oh, this okay. is your first time? Yeah. This year? Yes. If they don't get it done. Actually, no, I take that back. Uh, oh, well, I took the only other bet I made yeah. was when they played the Chargers, I bet on the over of the sack total. That was the only Danny's other bet. on fire. Did you lose that one? No, I got it. How many does the Chargers have? Uh, they got five. five. I had themselves. over four That's and right. a half. That's right. I was going to say Chargers Raiders had five. Didn't Raiders had Max Crosby. <laughs> They still only have two in the year. Max Crosby has both of them. <laughs> Maybe the defense is the problem. Right? Exactly. Like, honestly, you they can't tackle for crap. And you haven't heard Chandler Jones' name one time in the press box. He's on this team? Maybe Chandler Jones should drive the pace car. <laughs> Would anyone care at that point? A little point? pep in the step. Like, who's that? <laughs> He's not on the team. Is that a He's, rookie? He supposedly plays football for the Raiders. Uh, so yeah, fun drama for Devonte Adams and Adam Hill. Oh, yesterday. I mean, and I know Adam talked about this on on the Cofield yesterday. And I I I know it was a completely legitimate question. Uh, he was writing something on it um, because it was announced and it was a note in the paper. And you asked the guy who actually came out with a video on it to just you know, hey, what do you think? And had he had he left it at it was just the last comment. Yeah. If there's no, I know what you're trying to do, then you're locked to walk away and say, oh, he's just, you know, concentrate on the Broncos, whatever. Yep. Total cliche by a pro athlete. We're just going to worry about what's ahead of us and all that. But he kind of made it a story with that last comment because we all we're all standing there. And he and that was the question. And it was it was the final question because and they, they did say that they didn't cut it off because of that they said, OK, <laughs> they, they said last question, Adam, you know, and he and he and he took the question and Devontae said, uh, all right, thanks. Appreciate it. And he walked away. And we all looked at each other and said, what was that about? Yeah. Like, we're like, what? What does that mean? He uh, should be banned from answering questions about his family now. Because his grandma came to Actually, the game? he should be asked, or your, is your family a distraction? Oh, boy. <laughs> buying, that, buying that box? Right. You oh, bought a suite? Oh, your grandma uh, came yeah, to her yeah, first yeah. game? He had like 12 yards in that game. You're encroaching on Mike Milbury territory right now. If he Listen, if asking about the pace car's distraction... <sighs> family that's an even bigger distraction my thinking was if you didn't want to either be asked or you just flat out didn't want to answer questions about it why not have that promo be released the week of the race or earlier in like the preseason yeah why do we need to know he's the pace car driver I mean, but like if you're mad if you don't want to be asked about it have the video release on like the Monday before the race when you're in your bye week. And how are we going to generate the excitement to match the event? How am I going to know? I got, I need to chew on this for weeks. 
get lathered up. Break down Devontae Adams' ability to <laughs> specifically to, that part of the race. No other car. part. Actually, he's not left. even he's not even driving it, right? He just rides in the passenger seat of the pace car. I don't car. even want to ride it. I think so, it. yeah. Yeah. I don't like going fast. Somebody else. There's an actual driver of the pace car and they have an honorary in, driver who just sits in the passenger Unless seat. he's doing the driving and has the actual driver in the passenger, and then they switch after the race starts. Yeah, well, Devontae Adams isn't in there when oh. they're restarting after a caution. Oh, no, that, would, no, no, that would be no. great. <laughs> I know he's not doing that. He's not doing that. What's the fastest you guys have ever driven or ridden in a car? Over 200 miles an hour with Carl Edwards. Okay, super casual, Tyler. <laughs> uh, the same, but not with Carl Edwards. Not with Carl Edwards, just... <laughs> yourself on the highway there's that speed 200 miles an hour there's that speed vegas does your, place is your face just like start yeah. melting from the g-force he was he was laughing out loud at me at my reaction <laughs> because he and i and it was only like three or four laps whatever it was we got to go out the speedway and he just took us in the car but when they go around the corners neck the you know the yeah. close to the wall I'm like, these do do this for how many hours? Yeah. It's just Just think of how, like, deadened that part of their brain is for, like, oh, my God, what are we doing? I can't even, like, get up to 90. I'm I'm like, what's happening? And he's just laughing at me. (laughs) Probably the highlight of their year. Yes, yes, to take (laughs) idiots around. for sure. Take these buffoons around (laughs) and say, yeah, strap that guy in. I pass out, I think. I just don't think my body could handle that. There's the Speed Vegas place. Danny, I feel like you're looking south. at it, you're like, I've gone. Faster. Oh, yeah, 15 South. Yeah. And no, who took you around? Most I've gone, I think, Top is down. like 110, 115. Yeah. Who took you around? Uh, I drove myself. Okay. One of the times. They, there's an instructor in the car, and he has a brake pedal uh, in case. Just like driver's happens. ed. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the problem is, is, Speed Vegas is there's a lot of turns, and there's one straightaway. And he tells, he's like, I'll tell you when to brake and turn. And you're like, nope, I need to break now. And he's like, nope, keep hitting the gas. Keep driving it straight into the corner. Oh I'll tell God. you when. It is very scary. But yeah, I no, probably, I think I probably went 180 by myself and then 200 when he drove. When he drove? Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't break until he was like halfway yeah. through the turn. Like, oh boy, this isn't going to end well. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's briefs. So I, uh, I figured it out. My hot dogs come in packages of ten, and hot dog buns come in packages of eight. Bischoff's briefs. See, the thing is that life doesn't always work out according to plan. Bischoff's briefs. So be happy with what you got. So you can always get a hot dog. Bischoff's briefs. Coming up in about. 10 minutes, J.R. Starkus is going to join the show in about 20 minutes. we got tickets to 7-0 Brewfest, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Bischoff's Briefs today, I am going to read a thread from a former Broncos offensive lineman. This is Tyler Columbus, and he played for the Broncos in 2008 and 2009. Uh, He tweeted out a fun thread. said, in honor of Raiders Week, I present a thread about my favorite Josh McDaniel stories. Here's the first one. After trading away the young nucleus of our offense, including Jay Cutler, Josh said to the entire team, fellas, don't worry about the quarterback situation. I can turn a high school quarterback into an all pro. Okay. He did not do that. That didn't happen for him. He did get Tim Tebow, though. Um, Drafted Tim Tebow. He also... He won a playoff game, guys. Oh, boy. What he complete? It's a great pass. pass. Three passes it was, in the it game. It was a great pass. It was Unbelievable. First, first completion of the game. Steelers peak of their prior powers too. 
Uh, Tyler Columbus then said, after completing training camp with fully padded two-a-days as often was legal, he hyped up a special reward after practice. It was an ice cream truck and a T-shirt that said Iron Man. Our reward was ice cream. Uh, the third story. Every single day began with 10 minutes of ba- of a bad football reel from the day before where he would dog cuss you and your coach for any bad play from the practice 24 hours ago. Set the tone for a real positive day in front of the entire team. I think that's something he's learned not to do. So you don't think he's doing that anymore? I don't think he does that anymore. He's not yelling no, at I don't think he does that. It's not what his astrological sign says. Oh, boy. We might get <laughs> oh, that no. breakdown yeah. here in a minute. Oh, trust me. I'm ready. Um, this one is perfect for me. We had 25 slogans painted on the walls. I'm guessing one of them was hard work beats talent. Talent doesn't work hard. Um, God forbid you forget what the slogan was above the door entering the cafeteria. Josh would call players out in a team meeting and ask what each slogan said. And if you forgot a single word, ass chewing. I think he's changed. (laughs) Why? I think this is a lot of the stuff that he talked about that he learned that he didn't do very yeah. well. Why would you ever think, I'm going to paint, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard on the wall, and then in a meeting, I'm going to ask my backup right tackle to recite that, and if he doesn't, I'm mad at him. Why would he's you even a young be mad coach. He didn't. He was. He, he was, felt like he needed he to doing. establish like yeah. a, an edge, I bet. Because yeah. he's too close so to age. It is. That's why it didn't work out. He wants them to pay attention to the little details. Yes. After the season, I had an exit interview with my position coach. He spent 10 minutes telling me everything I sucked at, but he looked so depressed and miserable that when he was done, I didn't care what he said about my play. I was concerned for him. I asked him, coach, are you all right? That's a hard man to work for. Are you coming back? My coach said, hell no. I asked him, are you getting fired or leaving? My coach said, I don't care, but I'm getting the hell out of here. Things went well for Josh McDaniels in Denver. They did not go well. <laughs> Things got stressful quickly. And That's he said he's learned a lot of here. lessons. I think the lessons were there's no there's no uh, slogans written above cafeterias out there at uh, the Raiders complex. Do you guys want to know what Glamour.com would say to how to deal with stress as a Taurus? That uh, the, Josh he, McDaniels he's a, is. He's a Taurus. He's a Taurus. He's born on April 22nd. If somebody could ask him his exact birth time, then we can get a more specific <laughs> reading next time. That'll be the first question. But maybe that'll be bi week question. No, that'll be after 0 and 4. Yeah, correct. Uh, Josh. According. <laughs> we know you lost. But to glamour.com. Taurus or Taurus rising. Stress plus challenge equals change, which is no bueno for you, Taurus. Change makes you feel insecure because your role is to maintain. You'll really dig your heels in when you're feeling overwhelmed, stress, eat, obsessively check your bank account, become inflexible, can't make adjustments on the fly apparently, Uh, and work even harder on the task at hand. Taurus thrives on consistency, stability, and material security. When faced with stress or uncertainty, you gather resources, some would call it hoarding, and cleave to a routine. When in doubt, you'll commit to the status quo rather than move forward blindly into uncharted territory. There's a lot of coaching stuff in there. Oh, absolutely. There's a ton of coaching stuff. In-game adjustments aren't coming anytime soon. Certainly not. Feeling under duress. Consistency. (laughs) Yep. Routine. Does he seem like a calm guy, considering he would bring up the practice tape from the day before? he does seem calm when he talks to the media. He seems calmer than he was in Denver, apparently. He's a breathing routine. (laughs) (laughs) Is there... 
Do you know, is there a slogan anywhere in the media room? In the media room? Right. Is there any slogans no. on the what wall? What is above no. the door when they leave the locker room? No. That's yeah. my question. That I don't. We're... There's always I'll something. check that. Yeah, it's important. Because we can go in the locker room It's now, important because it's open. Oh. Yeah. But I'll check for Same slogans. Same with the hockey, Man. too. It's unreal. It's yeah. great. Check for Never slogans. Never thought I'd see the day again. I think I need you to just um, casually work in some of these sayings, <laughs> these slogans into questions. Like buzzwords. Just be like, hey, Josh, is it true that um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't <laughs> work hard? <laughs> we used to do that in post game interviews. We'd always have a few words to work in that because, like, we were the Hawks when I in my college team, and so we we're like, "Yeah, we really brought the the talons out today. We were we were sharp on it. We got after our prey early, you know. And we try to work it in that way. Maybe we can do that, just like reverse it. Where you were literal birds. Yeah. Well, just, can I get a hot call? That's, That's how it was. Just scary. That's a nightmare. Um, God. <laughs> Your coach you make invited you do me. that? Huh? Did your coach make no, you do that? No, that was like that was like kangaroo court stuff. Okay. Like if you could work in a few more words, you could get money off of your fine total. And let's just say some people had bigger debts. Than what did pay, you get okay? fined for? Oh, there is a laundry Not list of items. Not reciting hard work beats no, talent. No, it was hard. more about like <laughs> social engagements. It's like were you caught in public making out with someone? Did you fall in a bush? Were you like, drunk? Yeah, well, sometimes. Did you yes. fall in a bush? I purposefully have jumped in I wanna, bushes. I want to know why falling in a bush is a fine. It's just because we have to represent the team well. And so it's just. Yeah. But who falls in a bush besides being wasted? Well, I, I wasn't wasted. I just did it for the bit because it was funny. I swan dived in a bush and then I paid for it later because I had scratches. And there's nothing worse than having open wounds under hockey equipment and the sweat <laughs> and salt. Oh, the sting. And they didn't believe my lie. And one of my teammates ratted me out. I said I slipped on ice. And then she ratted me out to the athletic trainer. It was the worst. That you jumped in bushes? Yeah. I just said I slipped on ice because it was icy and it would have worked out well. And then I, I have video. I can put it up. It's pretty good. Our goalie's dumb. No, we're okay. just very. I'm, well, we're just a very special breed. Meat bags is not dumb. We're a special breed. Yeah. We're but just diving, diving into a bush is kind of dumb. I was looking for praise. Like imagine it was a different time of my life. Imagine if we came on tomorrow and it's like, ah, Derek Carr's questionable. He dove into a bush. We all learn things at different points in our lives, gentlemen. <laughs> and then he'll be asked about diving in a bush, and he'll say, hey, yeah, let's focus on the game. <laughs> no, I just do what Josh tells me. That's right. Yeah. Then so, we'd have to go ask Josh. Wait, did you get fined for diving in a bush, or did the fine for diving in a bush get implemented after you dove into a bush? No, I didn't get fined because it was okay. funny. And I don't think anybody really saw it other than the video, but then I didn't circulate. because Your college smart. kids, and they're fining you money? Yeah, it's just like an inter-team thing. It was oh, just, it and, wasn't then you, the coach. and then you and then you no, oh, God, wasn't the coach. no, wasn't no, the coach. no, 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 no. This is no. just your teammates. We would get we would gather money during the season for a bunch of different reasons. You would get fined for doing stuff, and then at the end of the year, we would have a huge party and be like a big jungle juice party, and you would All go right. home at seven thirty p.m. like I would because okay. you get after it a little bit too much. It was a great time. Seven thirty p.m. Yes, we started at like four. It was a strong batch that year. That was not the year I jumped in the bush. That was my senior year after I learned all my lessons. You didn't learn the lessons. You didn't learn, if, how many lessons did you learn if you're jumping in bushes? <laughs> I, I wish I learned them truly because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't have to keep uh, confronting them so often. All right. Coming up next, J.R. Starkus joins the show. Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. Director of Business Development, Southern Glaze Wine Spirits in Nevada. Here he is. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Starkus, our extreme exologist. What do you think about the future Red Sox Aaron Judge breaking the record? (laughs) 
Well, I mean, uh, I, I love the fact that he hit 61. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal yet. I think you got to get to a bigger number in the 70s, let's just say, to have. But Amer- it's, it's a cool record. I mean, it, 61 home runs isn't easy. I, I don't want to necessarily discount what he's done. Um, I think it's incredible. I think the bigger uh, problem is how does the guy with the glove balls hit directly uh, at him, uh, not catch it? Lasagna. Okay, that's that's a that's a problem. That's that's millions of dollars, or man, maybe not millions of dollars for that ball. It's a, it's a significant amount of money gone though for that ball. Uh, that guy, somebody in Toronto media talked to him, and he said his name was Frankie Lasagna. Do you believe that's a fake name? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that's a fake name. <laughs> I mean, because it, I mean, listen. I, I mean, yes, he was on television. His friends will know, but I mean, you don't want anybody knowing this like your real name, man. You know, because can you imagine in today's awful world that we live in with social media, oh, like yeah. people true. that I mean, listen to us on the radio just talking smack about the guy right now. We have no <laughs> idea what his name is, but if we knew his name, you guys would be reaching out asking for an interview, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, and then it would be just how did you not catch the ball? Is your glove broken? What you know? I'd be mess. So I, I don't blame him for making up a name. Frankie Lasagna, are you the one that would take a glove to a game? No, 100% never a glove to a game. You catch it with your bare hand or you don't catch it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I I can't ever see myself, but I I can't ever see myself bringing a glove to a game. Like my son did when he was younger, um, but but no longer when we go to a game. So I think, I don't know, is is bringing a glove to a game, to me it's like, it's like Halloween, like at a certain age, like you don't do it anymore or whatever that is. Like maybe, I don't know, when you become a teenager, you don't do Halloween anymore. You figure something else out. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, you don't, you don't bring a glove to a game. Anymore. No, I have no problem with bringing a glove to a game at any age. That's fine. Catch a home run ball. Um, I would not bring one simply because it would be burdensome. I would not want to carry this glove around the entire game. Right. I mean, cause you're going to look, you're like, all right, I'm carrying this glove around the entire game, but I have like, my beer and nachos or whatever else. Now you got to tuck the glove under your arm. And then there's a home run. You're walking around this glove uncomfortably (laughs) tucked under your arm. And then a ball hits you and you're going to be like, Oh, hold on. Let me put my beer down and my nachos down. So I can put my glove on. No, you're just going to like, you'll probably try to catch it in your beer cup is what you do. And, uh, and take the, pay the consequences on the $15 beer. Yeah. If you, if you catch it in your beer though, you get enough TV time that it's worth it for whatever $15 got wasted with that beer. 100%. 100%. And somebody in your section would absolutely buy you a beer and replace yeah. it. 100% the, they would. Yeah. The emotional That's just a respectful high. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. The emotional high of catching a, a home run ball in your beer cup is, is worth the 15 bucks easily. Yeah. It's like when, 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 you're, when you're an adult at a baseball game and you catch a foul ball, you give it to a kid. No, no. So, okay. No, ban the kids. You know, what, you know what I do, JR? If I'm with my uh, fiance, ball? I tell her if I catch a ball, I'm giving it to you so I don't have to give it to some 12 year old near me. Yeah. You hate kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> We're working Why on does it, he though. get the ball? We're not working on anything. Lindsay. Well, we're we're gonna start chipping away Absolutely. ever ever so slightly. The only kids I like are gonna be Jr.'s kids who might go to college for free for playing baseball. <laughs> What's your birthday, Tyler? <laughs> I need to figure out your sign. June twenty second. Cancer second. Um, Jr. Uh, I gotta ask you this: uh, you love the purity of the game with your son and everything. You catch Albert Pujols' seven hundred, and you have a chance to give it back to him. They say, "Hey, you can come meet him." Let's give the ball back to him, or you can keep it for whatever you're going to get. What do you? I actually, I thought about this, and I would probably say, listen, Albert, um, this you have a first rider refusal on this, and you'll get a deal, a discount because it is your ball. <laughs> but I am going to sell this ball to somebody, and it's yours first. You can say yes or no to this price, 
knowing that it's, you know, cro- you know, let's call it 50% of whatever the street value is. So if you said, hey, seven say you can get, you know, let's say you can get just for round numbers, two million for Albert Spall. I'd say, Albert, million bucks. It's yours right now. Otherwise, nice to meet you. And uh, I nice hope you understand, you. but I got to make a little cheddar here because this is uh, two million bucks. I think that's a good. I think that's a good strategy. I had not heard that strategy I don't, before. I don't dislike that one, Jr. Yeah. That's a good one. Jr. Yeah, so he gets, he gets the right. Jr. Lindsey Brown here. Uh, nice to meet you. If the if the Las Vegas Raiders were an alcoholic beverage, what would they be? <laughs> uh, this is a good question. Um, it would probably be, at least right now, not a very good alcoholic beverage. I'd say that uh, probably something that you, you know, right now you'd be something whatever it is. I'm thinking it would be something that you take a sip of and then you spit it out because it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. Um, so it'd be one of those drinks right now. It prob- I, I, maybe a cement mixer or something like that at the moment, which is just like lime juice and Bailey's that curdles in your mouth and you spit it out because it's gross. Uh, that's what it is right now. I hope it changes to something nicer. But uh, <laughs> right now it is stormy. definitely like a cement mixer. Yeah, it's not very good right now. All right, buddy, what do you got for us? So I wanted to do a drink, you know, you know, obviously we've been doing bourbon drinks all, all month of September. It is the last, uh, the last Thursday in September for Bourbon Heritage Month. So I wanted to do something that highlighted one more bourbon, um, using bullet 10 year old bourbon today. Um, but I also wanted to do something as we kind of approach the fall weather. I mean, I know it's technically fall now, I guess, but even though it doesn't necessarily feel like it outside, technically it is. But as we get into fall, uh, the cocktails start to become uh, you know, obviously less fruit forward, there's less fresh fruit and stuff. Um, and you start to use um, more vermouths and mixing wines and aperitifs and such to create beverages because uh, there's just not as many fresh fruits available to mix into your drinks. doesn't mean you can't make a sour cocktail still with lime or lemon juice, but you'll see a lot of um, fall cocktail menus will start to have those flavors or more stirred uh, beverages stronger on the rock or sphere or something like that. So today I wanted to do something like that uh, for you. And so we're going to use an ounce and a half of bullet 10-year-old bourbon. This is going to be a stirred cocktail. There's basically four, if you want to call it five ingredients, you can, but it's all stuff we've spoke of before. Ounce and a half of bullet 10-year goes into your mixing glass, uh, followed that by a half of an ounce of Aperol, the, uh, the slightly bitter Italian aperitif, uh, and as well as a half of an ounce of Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier is, of course, the classic um, cognac-based orange liqueur from France. We're going to use three-quarter ounces of sweet vermouth, the red vermouth. Um, you can choose the one that you like that's, that's best. Um, I like the I, – I use uh, Dos Deus. It's a vermouth from Spain. Uh, you can use that one. You can use anything that you like. But remember, always remember that um, if vermouth is a wine, so it should not when – you, when you open it, it should be kept refrigerated, not out in the counter, on the counter. A lot of people don't like vermouth because they let it out on their counter. It goes bad, and then they put it in their drinks, and they think they don't like it because it's gross, but it's because it's vinegar that they don't like it. Um, so keep vermouth in the refrigerator. And then you're going to add a couple dashes of an orange bitters to kind of play off of the light orange flavors in the Aperol, of course the orange flavors in the Grand Maillet, and some people would tell you that uh, one of the flavors you might get from a barrel-aged bourbon would be uh, like orange peel or something like that. So a couple dashes of orange bitters. Stir all those ingredients together. Uh, you're going to strain it over fresh ice. I like to use a large cube if you have access to one. Um, there are plenty of, of places on like Amazon and stuff now that you can just buy these kind of like trays that create them for you. 
uh, strain it over a fresh large cube or sphere if you have that, and then garnish it with a dehydrated orange wheel, and you have a really fantastic, uh, easy bourbon cocktail, stirred, strong, for sure, uh, strong, a lot of alcohol in this one because there's, there's nothing to really offset it other than a little bit of water to stir, but it is a delicious uh, fall-forward cocktail that you can enjoy while watching, um, hopefully, the Raiders win a game this weekend. Uh, can you enjoy it while watching the Weather Channel's meteorologist stand in a 100-mile-an-hour uh, wind? <laughs> you know, it's uh, yes, you can, because you're not in the wind, so you can definitely do that. Uh, it's, I, I, you know, I heard you guys talking about it, and I saw something on Twitter about this, and, and it's true. Like, I, you know, I heard Ed say earlier, this must be like the Super Bowl for any meteorologist. You're like, yes, send me. I want to do this, but, like, why at the same time? Like, <laughs> you're like, I'll cover it but not from there, you know, I'll cover it from far away where you can see it, but not, not like in the eye of the storm. I don't get that at all. When they tell everybody else, get out, you can die. And he's like, I'll be there. Yes. They are simultaneously telling people don't leave your house or you should have already evacuated. But here I am in the middle of the street wearing a baseball helmet to protect me. Yeah. They drink four locals for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But what about, what about the camera guy? Ah, yeah, like, well, he, they, he doesn't even get to be on camera and he could die. Well, so yeah. yesterday, Ken Torre, when he almost got blown down the street, you actually see the camera guy for the first time step out like, uh-oh, do I need to help him? <laughs> like, Are we still rolling? Yeah, so, so, so that's my question. Okay, two things. One is the camera guy saying, Jim, not this year, buddy. Come on, let's like, take a break. Like, Jim, Jim, let's, let's think about this. Like, I'll take you to dinner. Like, let's go. Or... If the camera guy has the wherewithal to be like, oh, let me step out from behind the camera, what is he holding on to that Jim's not? <laughs> that, that, you know, like, like get, let's go over here, Jim, where you're not, you, you can still be, you can still see the wind. You don't need to be, like, in it like that. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're around a corner, like, of a building, it's kind of like when you stick your hand out a window at moving at, like, 80 miles an hour, how your hand whips back. You could probably do the same thing. Uh, from behind a building and show how heavy the wind is. But what do I know? Give it a few years and Jim Cantore will be in some special drone flying like 20 <laughs> miles off the ground looking at the hurricane from above. Uh, he's J.R. Starkis from Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. He's our extreme mixologist. J.R., we appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. You got it. Take care. All right, we got tickets to give away 7-0 Brew Oktoberfest, a four-day festival starting today at the Orleans Festival Ground, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Be calling number six right now at 702-364-1100. You will win a pair of tickets to 7-0 Brew Oktoberfest. The one-two pitch to Abrams. Swinging a ground ball, base hit right field. Here comes the winning run call. He'll score. They're going to mob Abrams around first as the Nationals beat the Braves 3-2 in 10 innings. Tommy throws home. Swung on a little tapper out in front of the plate. Picked up by Canely. Throws to first. Got him, and the Dodgers win. It's a new single-season record in victories for the Dodgers. 107. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Dodgers are definitely going to win the World Series. 107 wins? Astros are winning it. We already know that. We've already talked about this. We've already decided it. The Astros are winning the World Series. And Dusty's, uh, he's not giving anyone a rest, is he? Oh, boy. Don't make me yell about Dusty. (laughs) We got got to get to more important things than me yelling about Dusty. 
Lindsay, can you read us Nathaniel Hackett's? I can. Uh, what is this horoscope for the yes, week? Yes, his horoscope is because well, Nathaniel's a a, a Sagittarius because he's born on the nineteenth of December. I'm born on the nineteenth of March, so twins in that way. But that is not twins at that all. It's not it's, even. It's close. just we share the Very number nineteen. I like numbers. Okay, I just yes. don't understand them. Sagittarius <laughs> under stress. Yes. 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 You become scattered when stressed, yes. as well as unreliable. But you know this. You'll gallop off. <laughs> To get some space as you need to move your body and seek new stimulation in order to find solutions. You're the sign of freedom, and that's your safety zone, which can be tough when you're stuck indoors. Uh, this sign is adaptable, so you'll try to uh, various approaches to an obstacle. Your best bet is to keep your signature humor. Remember that your larger vision or higher purpose is there. Things will get better, and when you remember that, you'll have the fortitude to solve almost any problem or surmount any obstacle. Well, that's a that's a I'm Russell Wilson coach through and through I'm right there. I'm not believing the last part. <laughs> no, he's gonna <laughs> be tough times indoors though. They're two and one. <laughs> he's galloping as a Bronco. Yeah, yeah. he's galloping out. Yeah. Apparently, he's reliable too. Uh huh. But scattered no, wait, when didn't, stressed. Didn't, she, didn't you say unreliable? You gallop off to get some space. You know, yeah, he's a, he's unreliable. Un- oh, okay. yeah. he's unreliable. Okay. He's scattered. So that fits. Yeah. yeah, unreliable. Exactly. He might decide to but kick a seventy-yard field goal. Remember the higher purpose. Less rod. he might decide to kick a 70 yard field goal might happen so okay we've established that josh mcdaniels said that they have a hard time adjusting Mm -hmm. in game when the defense does something they haven't seen them do before classic taurus what does that mean if the broncos defense is coached by nathaniel hackett and they don't have a plan like what if they play a team that just doesn't have a plan period and Devontae probably gets 20 targets and 15 catches, and they win by, like, three touchdowns. <laughs> but, like, if they just don't have a plan, then what's McDaniels going to do? He's going to be like, they're not doing anything I expected him to do. Then he starts overcompensating. Could go the other way where he has, like, two targets because he's always trying to get too creative. Depends. This is a hell of a matchup between coaches. <laughs> oh, come on. Hell of a matchup. <laughs> no, come on. What? McDaniels has the edge here. This are we sure? Are we Denver. sure? He's 0-3. Yes, he's a buffoon. Uh, he's 0-3. No. The buffoon's no, I, refuse, I refuse to believe anyone's worse than uh, the unreliable galloping ghost over there. The buffoon's 2-1. and one. Yeah. You got to see something. He two and one better in the or first they half. To, have they kind of they kind of overcome the buffoon? He's They've two and one into at least one of those. Wins. He is two and one. Correct. I'm taking the 0-3 guy. Listen, the 0-3 guy should at least have one win because he was up 20 points on Kyler Murray. The Cardinals, listen, the Cardinals are probably going to suck. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to look back and be like, wow, they won five games. And one of them, they were down by 20 at halftime. I don't think you can say McDaniels is better than... We have to. We've seen Nathaniel. They're 2-1, though. We've seen Nathaniel enough. Yes, I think he's over. I think he's. They're overcoming his incompetency. That happens. I a lot. agree. That happens a lot. But McDaniel's team is not overcoming his incompetency. No, they're like doubling down on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. At least like with Hackett, maybe those guys are saying we just got to take matters into our own hands, guys. Like let's just run an odd. I do get think Russell done. Wilson's starting to do that. He goes over the sidelines, and you see him a couple times, like looking straight ahead. Yeah. As Nathaniel's trying to talk to him, and he's like staring straight ahead, saying, "I." He has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. Do we believe Nathaniel Hackett puts up slogans on the wall? <laughs> Maybe he puts individual writings in everybody's locker. I feel like that's more his hard style. work. Mm-hmm. 
You're telling me you think he gives everybody their own maybe, individual maybe, saying? You know? Are there that many of He's them? He's sentimental. What if it's part of the oh, vision? Oh, yeah. Thoughts of the day? My God. Coach but Wooden? A, but a different one for every player? You never know. There's a lot out there. Coach Wooden had one every day. But, a lot of but associate had, coaches. But he had a single one for the whole team. Yeah, not a single a, one. He had a thought for the day. Right. Not a, I've got 53 guys on the roster. I need to write 53 different stupid sayings. Bill Walton used to do that for his kids. He'd put them in their lunch bags. I love that. He packed his kids' lunches? Yeah. Tom Brady could never. He doesn't see his kids. He doesn't like them. <laughs> Bill Walton actually likes his kids. <laughs> Apparently. Look at him packing lunches. Packing lunches, giving them s- thoughts of the day. Sayings. <sighs> yeah. How do you know this? Because I was in San Diego when Bill Walton, well, Bill Walton lives there, and we wrote about a thousand stories on him. Okay. And I covered one of his kids at San Diego State. Chris Walton. Did Chris Walton say, yeah, I used to throw those yeah. away. He did not say he threw them away. He did not say that. He saved every single one. What are you supposed to do with it? Your dad writes you like. You're a, supposed to be motivated to go to school and do your best job. Right, right. Do your but, best work. But then what do you do with it? You just throw you it away, it right? Well, you put it in yeah. a lunchbox yeah. for right. later. Okay. Exactly. We don't have enough time to get into this, but I'm going to ask you guys this question. What do you do with birthday cards? Keep them. Throw them away. Who are they from? Anybody. My kids, I keep them. Okay. Everybody else you throw away? Well, I guess I'm saying that now, so I won't yeah. get any more. But yeah. <laughs> I'm too sentimental. I take the money out. And... I have told everybody I know birthday cards are stupid. I'm just going to throw it away. And I feel bad doing it because you bought me a birthday card.